Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Hey, hey, Ambitious Mama. If you are ready to add your next client like now, like today, then this episode is for you. In today's episode, we are going to chat through how to create your next client this week and the habits to have in place to continually create clients. So if you're wanting to book another client and then book out your roster, then stay tuned. You are listening to episode number 78 of Ambitious Motherhood with Katie Fleming. Let's go. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Ambitious Motherhood. Today, I'm excited to talk with you about one of my favorite topics, getting you a new client. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. It is so exciting to me when my clients message me saying, okay, she just booked. Oh my gosh, she paid in full. That sales call I had yesterday, it actually converted. We sold this high-end package. It is so exciting to me when I hear that information, when I hear that news from my clients, when they share their own screenshots of their payment notifications coming in on their phones, that is so exciting. My clients will laugh. They know that when those messages come through, I often send the emoji of like the tango lady dancing because that is my favorite emoji to like show how giddy excited I am. But anyway, I digress. Okay, so let let me just be real for a second. When new mentoring and private coaching clients sign on with me, it is not unusual for them to fairly quickly, like within the first couple weeks, sign their first ever four-figure client or make more money in those weeks than they have in their entire online business journey. It's not unusual. And this is normal in working with me because once you're clear on your message and your offer positioning, creating the strategy and marketing plan for getting you out there and signing the client becomes a lot easier. This is what I hear. Most of the time, people think the strategy and the marketing plan is what's off. They think if I can just do this one tactic, if I can just grow my Instagram, if I can just blog more frequently or whatever it is, then I will actually be able to sign a client. And the reality is that's not really the truth. So I want to start off really and preface this whole conversation by saying the best way to get results with the information that I am going to share with you today is to have a solid message in place and a solid offer that people actually want to pay high dollar for, okay? And if you are kind of lost as to what I mean with that, definitely go back in the archives and listen to the previous episodes about building a highly profitable business with a small audience and limited time, and then the passive income pipe dream. Those are great beginning episodes for you to really get a hold of what I'm sharing today. So you've got to get focused on having the solid offer that people want to pay high dollar for and a solid message. And this is what I call the container for transformation. This is where your offer helps those that are willing to invest in you get the results that they desire. So I'm just gonna start off this episode by saying, if you haven't nailed your messaging and your offer structure, that's okay. But I just recommend that you get that in place first before throwing a significant amount of time and energy on anything else out there especially stuff like Pinterest, blogging, podcasting, networking, and collaborations, Instagram growth, and all those other shiny things that might be keeping you from actually working on what really matters. 
Okay, so let's get right to it. So first thing I want to dive into is the metrics to track your prospecting efforts and to grow your client base. Okay, you're like, Katie, I'm a creative. I don't need metrics. I just, I'm just flowy. I just want to flow with this, right? But there is some tracking that is very wise to do. So I want to talk to you about two different indicators that you need to have a look at. You need to have your hand on. And the first one is a leading indicator. And the second one is a lagging indicator. Okay, so let's dive into what a lagging indicator is first. A lagging indicator, simply put, Okay, if this is the simplest definition I can give you, a lagging indicator is output driven. So it's typically the goal. So for example, it's pounds lost, clients booked, money made, those sort of things. These metrics are so important, but these metrics don't actually give us the full picture. Have you ever heard that, like when you're a kid, maybe your parents were telling you, focus on what you can control, worry about yourself. Don't look at him, look at you, worry about what you can control. Or maybe in your adulthood, your early adulthood, you were finding yourself focusing on things that were not in your control. This is something I still struggle with and my husband is really good at reminding me that it's not in your control, it's not worth worrying about. So this is what lagging indicators are. We can't control how many clients book, how many clients actually sign and pay you. We can't control how many pounds are lost, but what we can control is the leading indicators. The best way to think about these is they are input driven. Okay, so lagging indicators were output driven. Leading are input driven. This is what actually creates the output, the goals the lagging indicators. You follow me? So the leading indicators really are the how that you get to your goal. How do you get to that lagging indicator? They are how we influence the outcome. They are the things we do on a daily basis that actually take us towards the results we want. So maybe it's time spent doing strength training. Maybe it's macros consumed. Maybe it is the number of sales calls you have and have done and what your conversion rates are. Maybe it is live videos done. You know every time you hop on live video that you book a client. So we should be tracking live videos done. Or maybe it's time spent prospecting. These are all leading indicators and you need to have your hand on them. You need to know what drives your business forward so that you can prioritize those tasks. So often what I see happening is we are really good at setting lagging indicators. The goals we have, we all really know. If I put you in a corner right now and said, tell me what your goals are, you would know. You would know exactly what you wanna hit this month. You would know exactly how many clients you want. You would know those things. But the results that we want, right? We know that. But we don't go a few steps further to define what are those actions that are actually going to create those results. So if you've never taken the opportunity to do that, I definitely would encourage you to pause this episode if you're at your desk or with a notebook and think about that. What are the actions behind those results that I actually want? So if I want the 10K month, what are the actions that I have to do to get there? And how can I start tracking those today? If you're driving, don't do that. Come back to this episode another time. But yes, this is so important to get your hands on and really get a grasp of what is truly driving your business forward. Because let me just tell you, it's not another blog post. So before we dive into a handful of ways that you can gain a client this week by doing simple actions, I want to set you up to have a habit of what I love to call hitting the pavement. 
Like that door-to-door salesman that comes by your house like at least once a quarter. He's selling solar panels. You ain't interested. He probably knocks on the door when your kids are sleeping. Like it's so annoying. He has to literally hit the pavement every day to get his sales quota for the week. Sure, he has that lagging indicator, the goal. Let's just say it's to sell three homes solar panels this week. He wants to sell three households on his solar panels. But if he's a smart salesperson, which maybe he is, I don't know, he has to have a leading indicator that he's tracking of how many doors does he have to knock on? How many people does he have to talk to? How many appointments does he have to set? And how many appointments does he actually have to execute in order to achieve this weekly sales goal of three homes? Now, most likely, Mr. Rich, the solar panel guy, we're just gonna call him that, most likely he can go to colleagues or other people in the industry or industry standards and look at what's the rate that I can expect to convert at each different step of his physical funnel. Like he's actually in real life right now going through a funnel process, right? How many doors does he have to knock on? How many people does he talk to? How many appointments does he set? How many appointments does he actually execute? And then how many sales does he make? Those are all different conversion points. Those are all different points of his real life funnel, right? Does that make sense? So if you're listening to this right now and you aren't in a position to write this down and take notes, I really want to encourage you to come back to this when you can because it is so important. I cannot tell you how many people don't take this step of actually thinking about and thinking through what are the leading indicators of what I do? How can I prioritize them? And then even going a step beyond and getting them into your schedule every day, actually hitting the virtual pavement every day. I want you to put some energy and effort into implementing this because the transformation is in your implementation. So you can download the workbook that we put together for you. Hands down, you can do that. You can find the link in the show notes. But really, it actually comes down to you sitting down and actually implementing, taking it into your business, scheduling it in there and making hitting the pavement a priority in your business. So before you start throwing spaghetti at the prospecting wall and going out there and doing the things to gain clients, I want you to get intentional and put the target on the wall first. So let's talk about some questions to ask yourself. What does a full roster look like for you? How many available spots do you actually have, right? Yeah, you might say, I want 10 clients, but like, does your schedule actually have the room for that? And if you really do want 10 clients, how can you make your schedule fit that desire? So whatever it is, write it down. Next question, what is your income goal? I want you to take into consideration that full roster. What's your income goal? Next question, how do you convert clients? What is that step that you take before somebody says yes to you? Are you selling in the DMs on Instagram? Are you selling on Messenger? Are you hopping on a sales call? Is it done in a challenge format? Are you doing it on a webinar? Are you meeting in person? What does that look like to actually have a sales opportunity and close a sales call or opportunity, right? What does that look like to actually convert a client? Next question is how do your clients actually hear about you? If you haven't had any clients yet, then think about this. How do your clients hear about your competitors? Where is this being done at? Are people finding clients in Facebook groups? Is your audience there? Is your audience on Instagram? Are people really hearing about you because of your Facebook group? Is that really where your last 
couple clients came from. Think about that. Where have your last few clients come to you from? That is sending you some messages. That is sending you some data. And with data, we don't have to be emotionally attached to data. We just have to look at it and say, hmm, what is this telling me and how can I apply this to get better results? So if you look at it and you're like, oh gosh, the last three clients that I have booked have come from Instagram stories. They are loyal story watchers. They consistently interact with me in the DMs on Instagram. I need to go put my focus a little bit more on that and maybe less on, say, Facebook group interactions. Okay, whatever that looks like for you, you've got to be in control of that data and realize that it's telling you something. It's telling you a combination of where you like to show up best, but also where your audience likes to show up best. And that's your sweet spot. And you've got to go focus on that. Okay, so that was a tangent. So really, those questions that I just asked you, they're important because we've got to get the goals out there, the dollars and the clients. And we also have to find out some data. Like I mentioned, where do most of your clients come from? Do you have a process of closing clients, right? Because no amount of leads or visibility will help you book clients if you don't actually have a way in which you book them, right? If they don't actually know how to get on a call with you, if they don't actually know how to hire you, if they don't actually know, like, if you're getting on these free calls and it's kind of, okay, yeah, I hope this helped. Um, let me know if you want any more help with this. And it's so ambiguous. Like, no, your clients kind of want to be told what to do a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So now that we've got some targets on the wall, let's talk about those things that we can do to gain clients. So first things first, blocking your time and setting aside that intentional time to prospect, to hit the pavement, to connect with potential people who can use your services. Those are all the same thing, right? You need to prioritize that. So I like to tell my clients, 30 minutes a day spent intentionally prospecting and increasing your reach. So 30 minutes a day minimum on the tasks that we chat about today. So it's going to look different for you in different seasons of your life and business, but I promise that if you can prioritize prospecting, if prospecting becomes a non-negotiable on a daily basis and you protect that time with your life, your business will thank you. What this looks like practically for us ambitious mamas is let's say you've got kids at home that still nap. And for some reason today, everything is going wrong. Nobody's sleeping. There's emotions. There's drama. It's just crazy town, right? If you find yourself with 30 minutes, whether it be at night after they've gone to bed or in the middle of nap time when you got some peace and quiet, maybe they finally fell asleep. You don't need to be looking at your to-do list thinking, hmm, what should I do? You don't need to be going through your email saying, huh, how can I respond to this? You don't need to be starting a new blog post, listening to a webinar, watching an Instagram story. No, your booty needs to be in the chair prospecting. You need to be doing those tasks that are actually going to help you get more clients. Okay. So that's just good to know. It's good to catch ourselves with that. If you need an accountability partner with that, find somebody that can help you. Maybe if you're a spreadsheet gal or you really like bullet journals or you like to have physical trackers, this would be a great thing to put in a habit tracker to make sure that you're daily prospecting. Intentional prospecting has the power. I'm not just being dramatic here. It has the power to take your honed in message and your offer, your leveraged offer, and turn it into a six-figure business without the ads, without the funnels, without the complicated mumbo jumbo that will keep you stuck if you keep focusing on it. So if you want that, then it's time to be serious, okay? So block it off in your calendar. This is the time and task that you do before anything else, all right? So 
I'm going to share with you now. Let's move on into really how do we begin getting a client this week? How do we create a new client for our roster this week? And I'm going to share with you five different categories of tasks that you can do to gain a client this week. And I'm going to share with you a few from each category. But if you want the entire list of 40, you've got to go download the workbook for it. Trust me, (laughs) you're going to love it. And these categories are convert. The other category is content, clients, community, and collaboration. So let's start with convert. Convert is what you can do to create a better client acquisition experience on how you attract and convert ideal clients to work with you. AKA, this is the pathway somebody comes through from a lead or just some like person standing around watching on the internet. I'm side noting real quick. Can you imagine if we did that in like real life? Like just, we're all just standing around this person, like kind of lurking, just watching. Nobody's actually clicking slash engaging in the conversation or moving into the circle. I don't know. It's just so funny. There's a lot of lurkers out there. There's a lot of lurkers listening to this podcast right now. You should come say hi on Instagram. But anyway, (laughs) how funny would that be? So convert is how does somebody hear about you and become your potential client? How do they start to interact with you? And the first thing I want to mention is so important. Is your bio optimized? Whether you're on Instagram or Facebook or any other social platform, is your bio optimized to position you as the expert in your field? Do people know what you do? Do they know how they can work with you? Is it clearly explained and exposed in the online spaces, your website, your storefront? Whatever it is that you use to welcome buyers, is it clearly explained what you do? Like, can somebody find you and say, oh, she's going to help me do X, Y, Z. I need to follow her. Or this is important to her and she's this kind of a person. I need to follow her, right? So some things that you can do in this is refining your niche statement. How can you refine that statement that says exactly what you do and who you help? Okay, another thing is, do you have one clear call to action? If you're using Instagram, pretty much avoid Linktree. For most of you, I do kind of like it for a network marketer, but if you are a coach or consultant or you're selling a service, stick with one clear call to action. Also, do you have consistent and relevant content that you are putting out there online? Are you being consistent with it, right? And is it relevant to your ideal client? Next up is, are your images professional? Do you have cover photos that are professional and say exactly what you do and who you help? So those are just some ways that you can make sure that your bio is optimized. The second thing you could do in this convert category of gaining a client could be to write out your client acquisition process. So this could be a whole nother episode that I could do, but answer and write out the answer to this question. What does the journey look like for someone finding me online? Finding me online to inquiring about working with me to booking me. Write out each step of that journey. If you're a visual person, write it out like it's a funnel, right? Figure out where it's missing things and begin to fill in the gaps. So my favorite tool to help with this and that I recommend all the time to my clients is HoneyBook because it helps from the entire lead acquisition process and all the way through to booking the client, accepting payment, as well as administering the contracts, questionnaires, forms, any other information that you need. So if HoneyBook and having some kind of a customer client relationship management software is something you need, then I want to invite you to take advantage of the 50% off discount with HoneyBook. So you can go to ambitiousmotherhood.com forward slash honeybook to get that discount. 
Okay, so next up is the category of content. First of all, creating consistent content is everything. Consistent and relevant content. So the first thing that I want to advise you or offer to you that you could do is write a post for Instagram that shares your story, shares value, and has a call to action, whether that be a comment or a call to engage or a call to click the link in your bio or whatever it is, right? Write a post for Instagram or Facebook or your email that shares valuable content. The second thing you could do is you could go live. This one is so awesome. I know a lot of you are a little bit nervous to go live, but actually that nervousness, that raw and realness that live video brings is actually what makes it so powerful. So I want to encourage you, just put the phone up, go live, buy a cheap little tripod off of Amazon. If you need a recommendation, let me know. But really, it doesn't have to be super complicated. It also doesn't have to be super long. Think about the value that you could share through one tip in a five minute video. That would be an amazing way to share content and get visible with your ideal audiences, your ideal client. So the next step, the next category I wanna talk about is clients. Your clients can be such a huge source of referrals and connections to bring you new ideal clients to work with. So the first thing you can do is you can get a testimonial from a past client. And really, I wanna take this a step further and kind of just talk to you about having a system in place to ask for and bring testimonials into your world. Have you created a space where your clients feel excited to tell you exciting things? Have you created a process that really gets them to think about the right questions to answer that will help craft a good testimonial? Do you have the systems in place, right? But either way, get a testimonial from your clients. If you have testimonials, share it on social media, put it in a cute little graphic, put it on your Instagram stories, share it in a story on Facebook by writing this post about this testimonial, give some backstory, whatever it is, don't be shy about sharing those stories, those testimonials with your audience, because that is what's going to get your ideal client to say, wait a second, if they can do it, so can I. Another way to do this is to do a joint live with a client, current or past, but this live video gets them to share their wins, to share their experience of working with you, to share their experience of what your services have provided for their business, for their life, whatever that looks like. So next up is community. This category is all about connecting with and serving your community, whether it is in a Facebook group, whether it's your Instagram followers, or whether it's another industry leaders group or Instagram or Facebook page, right? Whatever this looks like for you. So the first thing I want to mention is, are you posting on Instagram stories? If so, this is my favorite thing to do. If so, look and see who has been watching your stories. Interact with those people that are watching your stories. I love doing this and will every so often peruse a list of those that are watching my stories and and I'll visit their pages. I'll watch their stories. I'll interact with them. I'll like, I'll comment, I'll engage. And let me just tell you, you get back what you put out there. So if you want your ideal client to engage with you, go out there and engage with them, okay? And this is something we can directly control, which I love. And it just starts amazing conversations that give you opportunities to add value to people's lives, whether it be through your business or not. You're just out there to help and interact and build relationships. So the other thing I wanna mention that you can do is upgrading your cover photo for your Facebook group. Does this cover photo 
that's currently there? Does it accurately describe what you do, who you help, and how someone can work with you? This is a good reminder to me because I cannot remember the last time I actually updated that cover photo. So might have to go do that, y'all. Definitely look at those photos, those cover photos. Do they accurately describe what you do, who you help, and how you can help them today? Okay, so the last category we're going to talk about today is collaboration. This category takes some forethought. It can take some time, but it can be incredibly powerful. And the first thing I want to tell you to do, the first thing is to create a spreadsheet to track who you want to be intentionally building relationships with. I'm not saying get crazy. I'm not saying look at the spreadsheet every day unless that really helps you. But having a spreadsheet and something in place in your business that has all the names listed, has people who you want to interact with, has people who you have interacted with, has people who have been on your podcast, relationships you're building, it just adds a little bit more element of intentionality to it, okay? And I'm not saying be rigid. I never think rigid is the answer, but it can help you really establish some routines and intentionally networking online. Because the thing about it is, if we were in the offline business world, there would be local events we could go to. They'd be in our calendar. They'd be recurring. There would be some kind of something in our world that we could go to to intentionally network. So you've got to set up some parameters for you and your online business to intentionally network. And this could be a great way to start. That's why it's the first thing I want to mention. So spend 10 minutes adding to this list every week and about 30 minutes every week intentionally nurturing this. That can mean you are interacting with their stories. That can mean you're sharing one of their posts. That can mean you are sending them a voice message of encouragement. Whatever that looks like, intentionally nurturing the people that you want to build relationships with. I can't tell you how many times people have done this with me and then I receive a podcast pitch email. And the pitch email is received so much better because they had already taken the time, the energy to actually get to know me, to get to know my audience and to get to know what I'm all about so that their pitch can actually be relevant to my audience. And a lot of times those are the people that have ended up as guests on our show. So it's just a little tip for you there. So the second thing I want to talk about is going live with an industry partner or doing a joint live on Instagram or go live in their group, whatever this can look like. But the key here is to think, how can you add value to what they are already doing and who they are serving? And you've got to come at this with a huge desire to serve. Kind of going back to the whole pitch thing. So many times I get pitches of, here's what I'm all about. I love this. I am really good at this. I would love to share this. And it's like, cool, you're awesome. You're probably a great person, but where's the value for my people? I've taken the time to intentionally nurture this community. And so I wanna make sure the content we put out, the guests that we bring on are bringing immense value to them. So you've gotta approach it that way. You've gotta think, okay, if that's an industry leader I wanna work with, what's the value I can bring to her and her group? So I'm going to end kind of with this. And this was an email that went out to our list last week. And it's something that's worth mentioning again. So oftentimes when you're sitting there, not quite at your goals, you're not quite at 100K, you're not quite at a booked out roster, you're not quite consistently bringing in the income or clients you want to. Oftentimes it can seem like the gap that separates you from the people who are where you want to be. It can feel really, really big, right? But what I want to tell you is that the gap between where you are and where you want to be is not as big as you think it is. There's some seemingly insignificant things that you can do that can make all the difference when it comes to someone hiring you. 
And I mentioned some of these things in the email and I'm not going to completely go into it because it could be a whole nother episode, but you've got to show up. I mean, that sounds like a no brainer, but like you've got to show up. People recognize it. People notice it, right? And you've got to show up consistently and you've got to show up legitimately caring about the people that you are called to serve. And when you do this, you will win. Relationships are a form of currency. And if you show up every day to nurture those relationships and focus on the task needed to truly drive your business forward, then you'll have new clients barking at your door. Oftentimes, I'll say it again, what separates you from the rest of the pack in the online space is not as big of a gap as you think. It's the seemingly insignificant things that can make all the difference when it comes to someone hiring you. Okay, so if you are ready to get your hands on the full list of the 40-something ways, I don't even know, that you can create your next client, I want you to go download that workbook. It's gonna walk you through a lot of the stuff, the questions we asked today, but also you're gonna get a list of not just two things in each category, but a lot, okay? So 40, 50, I don't know. Just go download the workbook. It's gonna be good. You're gonna love it. And I wanna hear from you if you start diving into that and implementing it into your business. Now for today's segment of what I'm loving and what I'm reading. So I am loving Tabuli. I think that's how you say it, from Costco, T-A-B-O-U-L-E, Tabuli. I mean, I guess technically you're supposed to like put it on chicken and stuff like that, but I just use it as a dip for some tortilla chips and it's really good. It's like, I think it's an Israeli food, I think technically. It's got millet in it and parsley. It is pretty delicious, but my grandmother was over earlier this week and she tried it and she was not a fan. So, you know, it's not for everyone, but try it out if your Costco has it. What I am reading, we were at the beach last weekend, my husband and I, for just a little getaway trip, him and I, and I was reading, I've had it on my bookshelf for a long time, but I was finally diving into it, got into it pretty good, and I'm almost done with it, but it's called All Marketers Tell Stories by Seth Godin, and it's really good. Seth has a great way of articulating some marketing truths and strategies. And I just love reading his stuff. I've been reading his stuff for a long time. These were books that my dad, his early books, uh, my dad had when I was growing up and they've been part of my reading regimen for a long time. So I, I think it's really cool to be, you know, the age I am reading his books when I remember, you know, being a teenager, reading them in my parents' house. So kind of cool. So that is what I am loving and what I am reading. I'm excited to connect with you gals on Instagram and chat with you further. So if we haven't met there, come say hi. That is my favorite place to hang out. You can find me at Katie Fleming. And here's the deal, y'all. We would absolutely appreciate it if you would take a moment to rate and subscribe the podcast. This helps us so much to get this message out to other ambitious moms just like you. So take a moment right now and rate and subscribe and review. That helps so, so much. So with that, have a great week and we will talk to you soon.